Hey, I want to read an email uh, that I received just a couple of days ago. This is a very, very real email. It says, and I I got uh, permission to read this. It says, hi, Tony. I know you might not ever read this email, but I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for all the work that you do on your podcast. I agree with what you've said on previous episodes. I feel like I really am getting free therapy. Recently started advertising betterhelp.com. And here's me uh, inserting. This is not in the email. Betterhelp.com slash virtual couch is the uh, the link that I would love for you to follow. Um, they said, recently started advertising betterhelp.com. And at first, I can't lie. I just skipped through the ads. And let me just say to this uh, listener, I, I hear you. I skip through the ads all the time. I really do. I, I, I get it. I totally know that. I don't feel bad if you do. Um, they said, uh, but after I heard the ads two or three times, I really started to think that maybe I would benefit from real therapy. No offense. And they did a LOL. So I did sign up using the code you gave. This is me inserting again, betterhelp.com slash virtual couch. You get 10% off your first month's uh, counseling services. And this person said it seriously has already been life-changing in only two and a half weeks. The assessment page was phenomenal, and I don't normally use that word. They put a smiley face. I've been matched up with a therapist that I already feel knows what they are talking about, and so far we've been able to basically text a session and have an online session. I just can't say enough, and again, no offense for the difference in free therapy that I am simply listening to and real therapy that I am actively participating in. I'm sure that it feels now like you are overselling BetterHelp.com, but I thought it was important for you to know, and I get this, that all of your work putting out the podcast to enough people that you then received interest from BetterHelp.com and were able to offer that on your podcast has now helped me. I'm excited about working with my therapist moving forward. Bless you for all the work you do in your podcast. If you can see me as I type this, I'm literally getting emotional. Um, oh, that one hit me a little bit. Uh, but I have hope where I'd previously somewhat resigned myself to just moving forward thinking this was my lot in life. Okay. If you're still reading this, I bet your ADD is going crazy. Thank you for changing my life. My ADD is not going crazy. As a matter of fact, um, I get these, these kind of emails are, uh, I don't know. It's incredible. It really is. And I'm grateful for the person who shared that and even, uh, even more grateful that they are getting help. So I'll just kind of leave the, uh, the ad right there. I won't even tell you too much more about, uh, about BetterHelp. But if you go to betterhelp.com slash virtual couch, you do get 10% off of your first months of services. And, um, and, uh, that's not the only email I've got. I've received like that. And if you go to betterhelp.com slash reviews, uh, you'll see a ton of people that are saying similar things. Um, so visit betterhelp.com slash virtual couch. That's a better H E L P.com and, and join the 500,000 people. That was at last count that are taking charge of their mental health with an experienced professional. Um, again, that's betterhelp.com slash virtual couch and get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash virtual couch. Thank you. And let's get to the show. Coming up on today's episode of the virtual couch, a return appearance by my daughter, McKinley Overbay. That's where you say hi, Mackie. Hi. <laughs> uh, today, McKinley is going to talk about seven things that she learned about anxiety. From. from <laughs> not, I mean, it's just not facts it's, about no, anxiety. Not facts. Things that she has learned from uh-huh. anxiety and depression, plus a little dad, father daughter question and answer coming up on the virtual couch. Everybody, thank you for it. I already blew it. No, that's what I say. Thank you for tuning in to episode 146 of the Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, husband, father of four, and uh, creator of The Path Back, an online pornography recovery program that is helping people like you overcome um, turning to pornography as a coping mechanism. I'm rattled because my daughter is here right beside me. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's okay. So uh, if you want to overcome pornography and uh, go to pathbackrecovery.com, you'll find a short ebook that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to overcome pornography addiction. Again, that's pathbackrecovery.com. And uh, okay, that's the hard part. Whew, that's okay. But you can also go to tonyoverbay.com and sign up to find out more stuff. I'm rattled. <laughs> oh, turn around. No, no, it's okay. Um, go to Instagram. Yeah, you've heard of Instagram, right, Mac? Uh, you know, a little bit. Kids, kids, yeah. <laughs> kids these days, kids your age. Uh, you can follow me at Virtual Couch on Instagram, or there's a Virtual Couch page on Facebook, or Tony Overbay Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist on Facebook as well. And here, Mackie, I'm super excited about this. And go, you can watch this on YouTube. Um, Mackie and I are recording this. We we got the lights set up. Uh, we've got an HD webcam. We've been practicing things. I still feel like we probably didn't hit something right, and maybe we're not recording. I think we're recording. <laughs> but you can go check this out on YouTube. So 
find the Virtual Couch channel on YouTube and on any of those places. If you leave a review, which I would be greatly appreciative of, and this is hard for me to say this, right? You know that I don't like to to beg, to grovel, right, Mac? Right. So, but if you leave a review, that would be very kind. I've, I've said before, reviews and subscriptions and, and ratings are kind of the, the currency of the podcast industry these days. I have either a virtual couch podcast magnet or a virtual couch podcast sticker that I'm holding up. So I guess if you're not watching this on YouTube, <laughs> um, but they're really cool. They're so cool. Thank you. And uh, but I'll send one of them to you. So if you leave a review, just shoot me an email at contact at Tony and and send me your address. And if you want a sticker or a magnet and they one of these will be yours and I will get them out on time and all that good stuff. So um, spoiler, there's a it's not a spoiler. This is the part that I always think that no one is just tuning in like a radio station. So people already know who the guest is today because they saw it in the title. The guest today is my daughter, McKinley Overbay, uh, a.k.a. Mackie Overbay. Mackie, welcome to the virtual couch. Thank you. Mackie, this is your second appearance on the virtual couch. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mackie was on, the first time she was on was on episode, it was 91. 91. And Mac talked about uh, her kind of overcoming or, or dealing with, or I forget, what did we title that one? It was about depression, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm curious, we have, there has been a lot of a lot of people, a lot of good feedback. You've, re, you've heard good feedback from it. Um, and I've, I've had a lot as well. And people have asked me, how's Mackie? Uh, are you going to have Mackie on again? And so we're doing that. And we're and I'm, I'm really excited about it. But what did, I don't know, what did you hear after that episode? Did you have some good feedback from that? or I didn't get a lot yeah. personally, but you told me with some, I mean, I had like a couple people say they listened to it and yeah. thought it was cool and stuff. But. And then I, for, I forwarded you things yeah. that I would get. So Super that was kind of nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. So today we're going to talk about, we've got something in particular that Mackie had posted that I was, I wanted to talk about a little while ago. So we're going to talk about that. And then we also just put out there on Instagram to uh, ask if there were any questions anybody had that we could answer. So this is going to be a little bit of a Q&A and also just a part two with Mackie, a little follow up with her. So are you ready to get to that? Sure. So tell me about the post. So you, you did a post when? I think it was was May, yeah. Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was the very last day of May. Okay, right? yeah. Yeah. And what do, you, what do you remember about the post? What do you remember about uh, going into that? I remember I, all of May, I knew I wanted to post something because I just saw that as an opportunity that I could post some sort of uplifting mental health thing and not feel too weird about it. So I... I just kind of was thinking like all throughout May what I could do or what I wanted to say. And I had like a few things typed out and I had a plan. I don't even remember what, but something else that I was going to post. And then literally like as I went to post that other thing, Uh I just thought about this instead. And then I typed that out and I was like, I like that way better. And I posted it. Okay. So why don't you read it? Do you want to do that? Sure. Do you want to read it off of my iPad? Okay. So I want you to read that. And then I I, want to kind of, I got some questions for you here. So, um, all right. So it was the end of mental health awareness month. Yes. So I said in honor of the last day of mental health awareness month, here are seven things my depression and anxiety have taught me so far. Um, number one, it's okay to not be okay. As long as you keep trying Two, everybody is dealing with something. You're not crazy. You're not alone. And I want you, I just, anybody who's listening, we'll go back and go through these. I want you just to read them. You bet. Um, number three, yes, there will be a lot of bad days, but you've got to stick around for the good ones because they are so, so, so good. Um, four, it's okay to give yourself credit for how hard you're trying, even when the results feel small. It's okay to be proud of your efforts. Do you know how hard it is for me to not jump in already? I can tell you. I know, jumped in I know. Twice. Okay, that's a very good point. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, five, you will heal. You will be okay. Six, you are so loved regardless of what you're going through. Seven, there's beauty in sadness. There's beauty in healing. There's beauty in growing. Um, mental health is so important and mental illness is so real. Your feelings are valid. You are enough. There are better days ahead. Be kind. Express love. Check in on your friends. Talk about how you're feeling. Keep fighting. Keep trying. And don't ever give up. Everything is going to be just fine. I promise. Okay. What? And you put little, what are those little sunshines little after stars. it? Little stars. Those are stars. And you said just I mean, fine. No, suns. Suns. Thank you, Mackie. Okay. And then you said yeah. everything's going to be just fine. But how many eyes is in that fine? At least seven. So how would that really be read? I, I'd rather not. It's going to be just fine, <laughs> right? Yeah. So let's go through each one of these. Uh, so the first one, it's okay to not be okay as long as you keep trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me more. I just think that goes off of the whole, like, you need to feel your feelings. Yeah. Big advocate of that. I just, you're allowed to feel your feelings. You're not supposed to bottle them up. Um, so I just think it's okay to, or it's important to realize that 
there are moments that you're not going to be doing great and that's okay. It's not fun. And it's not, you know, nobody's like, yay, I'm so happy this is happening, but (laughs) it's good. And it's okay to feel those things. And, and then I just said, as long as you keep trying and that's just, you know, if you know, you have the mindset that things are going to get better and then you, you try to do things and be productive and, and just do positive things that will lead to you being okay. Yeah. Then it's totally valid to have those, those moments, those days where you're not okay. Well, so, and I like that. So, and I, where, and where my mind goes, and I'm so grateful you put that, that it's okay not to be okay. Because I think a lot of times do people do feel, especially when we can look on, and I'm not trying to sound like the old man of when you go on the computer, the phone, and you look at other people's uh, Instagram accounts (laughs) and now, you know, but I do feel like it's really easy to make, to, to just see everyone else having an amazing time. Right. Right. And so then we feel like if we're not having an amazing time, now we get into that what's wrong with me Mm -hmm. story in our brains. So, and I even, you know, man, I know a lot of people that say they get up in the morning they're like all right today i am i am doing it i'm gonna just choose to be happy and i am going to be happy and i i admire that i love mm-hmm. the optimism behind that but then you know let's say that somebody rear ends them or let's say that you know the dog uh, why do i want to go with poops on the carpet but let's just <laughs> say the dog did and it's nice white white carpet and you just had it installed then you're not gonna be like that's awesome right and that's okay that's not normal to that's to a bad dog to, though yeah. can we be honest like yeah. oh no but it's not his fault no i don't know what you fed him boy. you might have left some stuff out exactly right but i mean so that it is okay to be frustrated yeah. or, or to be to sad feel things that aren't always positive yeah that's okay it's okay um it's it, yeah so i like that um as long as you keep trying. So, you know, maybe now's the time. I was going to jump into this at some point, but you and I have been talking a lot. Like yesterday, we watched an episode of? The Office. The Office. And I, I don't think I've talked about this on a podcast yet, but um, I was talking about I did an episode on parasocial relationships a while ago, which is basically kind of creating these relationships with people on TV. And I'm not saying it in a, in a bad way. It's one of the things that we do. And I think I had asked you about, um, I had a client that was talking about when they were down, that they noticed that they s- tended to be watching programs that were depressing and listening to music that was depressing and then not doing anything else. Mm-hmm. And, and again, if that's somebody's process or they're going to try yeah, to lean again, into it. Sometimes I have. I let myself do that Absolutely. for a certain amount of time. Yeah. But then as long as there's a plan afterwards. And that's what, and, and okay. I use, okay, here's the, Sorry, you know, oh gosh, no. You, yeah. So, and I used to say this phrase and I think it doesn't sound as positive as I want it to, I, but I feel like I've had clients that have identified with it where I, I used to say, hey, go ahead and have the, and I couldn't, you know, I used to say this phrase, pity party, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, it sounded mean. It sounded judgmental of me. But my point was, if you're going to have the party, then get a hat go and a birthday out. cake. Yeah. Right. Because and feel those feelings. Exactly. And, and then yeah. know that there's a, you know, on the invitation, there's an end to the party. Yes. Exactly. There's a time that your mom's going to come pick you up. And you have to, you have to go, right? Yeah. 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 But, but so kind of back to that, the parasocial relationships, the office, that sort of thing. I think we were talking about, I had a client that said that they started watching more uplifting things just on YouTube in general, and they started trying to do something with their hands. They actually, this particular person, uh, really good at, uh, making crocheting, that kind of thing. So, so I really liked that idea. So it's not that they immediately are saying that they shouldn't feel bad or that they Mm -hmm. immediately feel better, but it's a leaning a little bit more into that. I'm going to kind of keep myself busy with something productive right, and I'm going to watch something. something. Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit more positive and more uplifting. And if it's Michael Scott in the office, it's like, I know these people and right. they're, they're funny. I mean, do you feel like that has helped? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you've watched the office a time or two. Well, you know, <laughs> a little bit. A lot of people have, I mean, you know, that one's uh, yeah. that episode yeah. yesterday was really funny. Yeah. It was the one where Toby is, is leaving. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's anybody that's an office fan already kind of knows that that one, and it's amazing. Uh, all right, let's move on to number two. Okay. Um, everybody's dealing with something. You're not crazy. You're not alone. Um, I think that that's just one of the, like, one of the most life-changing, like, revelations that I had and I remember having, and I, like, just realizing that everybody has something going on. And I know that's said all the time, but it's, like, every no, but people single don't, person. Yes, people don't believe it at times, yeah. right? Even the people that, like appear like they have everything together and their lives are perfect. Everybody has something. Mm -hmm. And I think the sooner you realize that, like just the, the better for you and the easier, not that it makes everything perfect or easy, but it's just, it makes it easier when you're sitting there feeling, you know, if you're feeling sorry for yourself, you're feeling like you're alone or you're the only one dealing with something just to even, you know, think about or say out loud that other people are dealing with things too is a weird comfort. It is. It is. And I, this is the part, the version I get a lot of times when people find out that I'm a therapist and they'll say, I don't know, do you think I need therapy? And I've never even talked to the person. Mm -hmm. And my first answer is yes. 
because we'd all do. It would all help. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to process things. Helps even just have somebody to bounce things off of that you don't necessarily feel that they have an agenda Mm -hmm. or a dog in the fight or whatever the phrase could be. So you don't know that one, huh? No. You know, I remember (laughs) when I was teaching seminary one time and I was I was just talking about being on my. Oh, I'm getting on a soapbox and I just saw blank looks. Do you know what that one means? Nobody did. And (laughs) so getting up on a soapbox is like you stand up there and you know so that I can be heard and I'm preaching and that sort of thing. And so that was years into teaching. So I felt like, man, for years, I would be like, oh, here's my soapbox moment. And everybody's like, this man's obsessed with soap, (laughs) which I am, but it's a whole other thing, right? No, we don't need to get into that. No, we don't. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, so everybody's dealing with something. You're not crazy. You're not alone. And everybody is. And and Mm -hmm. just know that. I mean, and that's one of the things I agree with you. It's comforting to know. And I get people all the time that reach out to me and and it takes them a while to to reach out or they just want to know, is this weird or is this normal? Or, and the answer is everything. Yes, it it, it is. And it's normal. And yeah. Why is this happening to me and all that? And it's like, that's just, again, it's not productive. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's just easier to go, well, other people have stuff too. Yeah. And then kind of. Yeah. So let's deal with it. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. Number three. Are you getting hot? It's a little toast. I know. I turned the AC off. So I didn't turn it off, but it's going to kick in a minute, but I'll kick it down here in a second. Read this one. I'm going to go turn the AC on. Okay. Okay. Um, Yes, there will be a lot of bad days, but you've got to stick around for the good ones because they are so, so, so good. (laughs) Tell Um, me more. (laughs) (laughs) I think just with that one, it's like. You have three so's in there. Yeah, because the good days are really good. So, so, so good. Yeah. And I think I realize, or I don't realize that a lot, but I realize on, if I'm having a bad day and I look back on a good day, it's like I realize how great that was and how fun it was to just feel good and, and have, you know, just have a good day. And I think it's just, it's important to kind of be um, realistic in the sense that bad days are going to happen. Like you said, the dog poops on the carpet. Like, yeah. you know, things happen and that's life and that's okay. Um but it's like you can't you can't just have a bad day and then assume every aspect of your life is bad yeah. and dwell on that and then you know you can't just give up because of that because there are going to be good days and even if the whole day is not good there are going to be good moments and so it's like that's something to hold on to and look forward to and that's where I like for me I love taking pictures and I have so many pictures on my phone yeah and it's like one thing I'll do when I'm having those bad days or those bad moments is it's like I'll just go look through and kind of reminisce on other good memories and and so it's like I have an album on my phone that's just some of my favorite pictures I like like, that I'll just go look at that and just remember that there were good moments and I've had good days and it's like just know that I'm gonna have more good days no that okay what I like about that is I was gonna say is this one of those times where when people uh I really love when people will journal or they'll write about the positive times Mm -hmm. so sometimes they'll go back and read those things when they feel like nothing is going right but but I like what you're saying is a, a, a photo album could be the same yeah okay not a huge you're not a red journal writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of one way okay. to do that. Um, and then I also, the, the, the a lot of bad days stick around for the good ones. Do you feel like, and, and first of all, there's a, there's a plug in there for just trying your best to be present, you know, and, or and recognize the, because we can even when something is going better, I notice that a lot of times people really want to fight to say, right, but it might go bad again. Or It's like, but don't focus on yeah, that. Yeah, it's hard. It happens, but yeah, that's so hard. Yeah. And I'm. I'm not good at that at all. <laughs> and I think a lot of people do struggle with that one yeah. where, cause I do, I get, and I, it's interesting cause I do, I do feel like I, I get, a, I've talked to a fair amount of people who they just want to say, you know, things are going good and then see, and then something bad happened again. As mm-hmm. if I told you, I right. told you something bad was going to happen. Like, but don't seek out the bad things. Right. Don't. Well, then yeah. I always want to say, and I feel bad. It's like, but that's the part where I do want to say, but I don't want to sound dismissive of, mm-hmm. right. But, you know, there were a lot of good and then there's a bad. There's a lot yeah. of good and there's a bad. That's kind of one of the patterns of life. Mm-hmm. Is it but for, it is right? easy to focus on the bad things. It is. It is. So there's another plug for mindfulness and being present. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number four, I really enjoy. Talk, tell me about that one. It's okay to give yourself credit for how hard you're trying. Even when the results feel small, it's okay to be proud of your efforts. Tell me more. I think that one's one where, like, I just know in some of my, my, like, darker moments and worst times, it just, it gets to the point where sometimes it's like, I got out of bed. You know, right. Absolutely. Shower, oh, gosh. Absolutely. Just anything like that. And I think it's just, it's easy to overlook those things. And I know if you explain that to someone, they might look at you like you're insane and just like, okay, you got out of bed. Like, so what? Yeah. But for me, when I'm, you know, when I'm feeling all these other things, that's such a big deal. And so it's like, I take a moment to be like, Hey, you did that. Like you got up or you, you know, you went on a run or you went, you know, whatever it is. Like I, I've tried, 
I'm not good at it, but I've tried just to vocalize that and be a little bit better about... Hey, don't beat yourself up, pal. You are pretty good at it. Exactly. Right? I'm doing that to myself. <laughs> right? Um, okay, so I was going to say, what's the... I was going to say, hey, what's the book that's near um, mom, my mom's uh, bathroom? But you wouldn't know that one. But there's a book that's like, make your bed. I bought her that. Oh, yes, you I did? About okay. <laughs> okay, good. Because I thought, did I buy her that? Okay. So you bought... Okay, but like that one. What, what is that one all about? Because she always... She would always tell me, if you don't like... If you just make your bed every day, yeah. you're starting off by doing something, yep. and you're already accomplished to some degree the second you wake up, and the second you're up, and whatever. And so, yeah, that's just about doing little things that Good. are going to make your day a little bit more productive. Right? I didn't know you got mom that book. Yeah, because she always tells me to make my bed. Oh. And so I got her the book. I've been reading it. It's really good. I'm really glad. <laughs> So that's no, that is good in the in the small yeah. things, and and I feel like uh, this is where people get into the some. I don't think I've ever said this one out loud, but in my mind, it's the they they get stuck on the yeah buts, the yeah buts. So it's like okay, you got out of bed, yeah, but that's all I did. But it's like you just know. stop for a minute and say yes, I got out of bed. Yeah, and then I mean maybe you should do more things, but it's like oh, don't shoot on someone, Mackie. No, I, but like <laughs> no, give yourself credit for that, and then if you can, do more things. Okay, go outside. Step by step. Drink some water. Take a shower. You know? There you Little go. things. No, that, and that, honestly, like even taking yeah. a shower is one where I feel like people don't even feel like that's worth it. But man, you get up and you take a shower and you do and start to start to feel a little yeah, bit better. For sure. Yeah. Um, the I had another thought with that. Get up. I, I, I lost my train of thought. Let's keep going. Okay. And it'll come back to me. It's okay, okay. to give yourself credit. Yeah, but it's shooting on people. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Five is just you will heal. You will be okay. Um... I mean, I feel like I've said this same thing kind of in other words, but it's just even just to it's almost the fake it till you make it thing. Like even just to tell yourself, even if you're just thinking it or writing it or saying it out loud or whatever, to just say, like, I'm going to be okay, Mm -hmm. That makes all the difference in the world. And, you know, a fun little thing I think about all the time. Hang on. We're going live on this bad boy then. Hold on. No, this is it's not. Oh, we're not out. Okay. All right. As we're no. recording this podcast for a later date, what is the fun thing you think of I all the time? I just think it's funny that, okay, you have a newborn baby, right? And it's crying. What's the first thing you say to it? It's going to be okay? Yeah. Oh. Everyone's just like, you're okay. It's going to be okay. We're like feeding that to ourselves from day one. Oh. So why wouldn't you do that now? Oh. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. All right. Yeah. So that one was, you, you will heal. You will, will be, be okay. 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 Just tell yourself that. It okay. helps. All right. Number six. Um, you are so loved regardless of what you are going through. Tell me that because I do feel like a lot of times and if not to get dark on this, but I think sometimes when people do feel they start to feel hopeless, they feel like uh-huh. um, nobody really will care. Nobody does yes. care about me. All of that just goes away. And so it's like you don't feel like anyone has your best interest in mind and you don't yeah. feel like you even do. So it's like, why keep going? Why keep trying for sure? And so that's just it's important to remember that you are loved and people don't stop caring about you because you're going through things. If anything it makes them want to try harder. They just might not know exactly I, what to do. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of times I do talk to people that wish they had more of an opportunity to be that person. That, right. Right. To, yeah. I mean, it, when people come to you and they say that they're they're down or they're feeling sad, what goes through your mind? Is it what a, what a pain? No, it's how can I help? What can I do I know, for you? Right? I'm so sorry you're feeling that way. Like, let's do something about it. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about this on the first time you were on the podcast, but I remember when you you came to uh, mom and I and you were you were having a little bit of a rough time and we were going to San Diego. Do you remember this? Yes. And what did we do? You went to San Diego with us. Yeah. Right? And you ended up running in a we race with me, Lots and we ate at Spaghetti Factory, and we just had a great time. Yeah. And there was no part of me that was like, oh, man, you know? Yeah, you're like, dang it, Mackie's right, here. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I got to take Mackie and uh, and got to, uh, you went to San Diego, ran 20 miles of the Cayamuk 100K. It was a good time. It was a great time. Yeah. And so that's one of those where you are loved regardless of what you're going through. Yeah. So reach out change. to people. You've, you've been, you now live with roommates and all, uh-huh. and I feel like you guys have each other's back. I mean, do you? Oh, my, is there yeah. somebody's kind of going through something at any given time? All the time, yeah. yeah. It's like we're all just there for each other. And like just, I mean, the most recent thing, I had that I had a panic attack and I was freaking out and okay. I didn't know what to do. And I called you guys and it's like you're 600 miles away. You can talk to me, but that's, you know. I know. I remember and that. Then, what happened? Yeah. And then two of my roommates were just there and they they both brought different things to the situation. And it was just so good. And they just... Like, one of them was just telling jokes the whole time, just trying oh. to make me laugh. And it's like, that helped, you know? And yeah. Then, and then, and I mean, the then they, they took you on a unit going outside, you want to walk. walk. Yeah. Out, yeah. And they were just, I mean, they dropped everything to just make sure that I was okay. And it's like, we all do that for each other. Yeah. And we all 
just try to help each other and do whatever we can. And so, yeah. So the opposite of that is, I mean, so that one was you are loved regardless of what you're going Mm -hmm. through. And I think that when people don't necessarily believe that, and even if they don't believe it, just, just go connect with somebody because if Mm -hmm. not, the opposite of that is isolation. I'm going to withdraw. Yeah. And And that just doesn't help. Right. 99% of the time, yeah? I would even go 99.999% of the time. That's a lot of nines. <laughs> That's a lot of nines. Okay, number seven. Um, there's beauty in sadness. There's beauty in healing. There's beauty in growing. Um, this one's kind of, can be kind of deep. Okay. But I just, I know like when I, when my like depression was at its worst and I was just, I was sad. Like that's the best way to describe it. I yeah. was just so sad. Um that weirdly became comforting because it was like all, not all I knew, but for the most part, that's what I was feeling. Okay. So it almost became a new normal for a while. Right. And so I think I just, I learned kind of to appreciate, not necessarily like sadness and being sad, but just kind of appreciate my ability to feel things. Right. That, okay. So no, like, that's where you started to feel the feelings. Yeah. And I, and I just like kind of looked at that. Yeah, and that way feeling the feelings and then almost using it as a way then to connect with people as well. Like just being able to really feel those things helps you to then... I don't know, under, you know, just understand. Yeah, well, so, people. you know, I've had I've had some situations where when people do, and not that we're necessarily begging for the sadness or the downtimes, right. but when people do kind of recognize, and this is why I like your post, where people start to recognize that they, they are going to get through it, our good times are going to come, that I've had people mm-hmm. that have not so much embraced the sadness, but that's where then, you know, they have written about things when they're yeah. sad, or they have uh, kind of... It brings out different parts it of does. you that that's you what like, I say. just might not be aware of, and so... I think when I was stuck in that sad period for so long, it's like I did just, yeah, I started to realize more things, got to know myself a little better, not, you know, not in the best way, but it's like it, Yeah. there is beauty in that and it's part of being human and all of that stuff. Okay. Keep going. Um, and then, yeah, same thing with healing and growing. It's like in those moments when you're that sad or when you're that low in any aspect of life, I mean, you're going up from there, you yeah. know? And so it's like, you're going to it's easy to just learn to appreciate each step. And as you get better and just realizing those little things and seeing that, it's just, it's a cool thing to, I mean, it sucks in the moment, right? but it's a cool thing to look back on and just realize like, Oh, I did that. And I, I grew up. Okay. This is funny. So, uh, one of the lessons that, uh, that uh, today we taught in Sunday school is this one about, do you want your life easy or hard? And it's funny because I think we immediately respond and say easy, Yeah. right? I want things easy, but an easy life is, uh, now I'm going to sound so cliched. It's boring, Mackie. Who would want that? But it's it like, is. Yeah. It really is. If yeah. everything was perfect, it just, yeah. It wouldn't be. Yeah. There's a book called yeah. The Road Less Traveled, and they start the book by saying life is difficult. And uh, and that's one of these these truths in life. Mm-hmm. And I and it's a self-help book. And I always look back on that and think, man, there's a good way to start a self-help book. <laughs> you know, saying life is going to be really sucks. rough, right? <laughs> but then it yeah. says, though, once you kind of recognize that, that life will be difficult, then the fact that life is difficult no longer is as important. Because, right. you know, once you recognize that's the case, then it's You're like, aware of it. what are we going to do with it? Yes. Right. You do something about it. And yeah. You look for the productive things. Okay, so talk about in that one, too. I like where you say, okay, you know, the better days ahead, be kind, express love. So talk about that one. Express love and check in on your friends. That's those two points in particular. What does that mean to you? I, for me, like when I really realized the impact that just expressing how you feel and expressing your love, like, I don't know, just what that can have was with my roommates. Uh We're just... Like, we leave the house, and it's like, okay, love you, bye. And we uh-huh. get into the house, and it's like, oh, hi, cute girl. And just, like, <laughs> dumb little things like that that yeah. probably sound really stupid to anyone else. But no. it's like, when you just express that, and you're constantly hearing that and feeling that and then reciprocating it, it makes a big difference. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's one of those little things that, I don't know, like, you just... No, you feel loved. Yeah, I would say there's there's science behind that, Mackie. Oxytocin, the cuddle hormone, the love hormone. That is, I mean, it doesn't sound. Yeah, it's not in a creepy (laughs) way, right? But it's like we want to feel love. We want, and this goes back to that whole. um, We all want attachment with other people, Mm -hmm. uh, and that that just means we want to know that somebody cares about us, that they've got our backs, that they love us, and that that they're going to be there for us. Yeah, and so to just express that can like literally be life changing. Absolutely. And yeah, so I just. I mean, so it started with my roommates, but then it became something that just I've tried to be better about, like with any relationship with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think it's it's good all around. And then just the check in on your friends. 
a lot of people don't like to talk about the dark and scary things and they don't want to bring right. them up and they don't want to feel like a burden. And they, you know, I mean, I, I don't like bringing them up. I don't like talking about them. So I think it's just important to, to check in on your friends and not just be like, Oh, how are you? Cause obviously they're going to say good. It's like, take a moment to really be like, how if they're, are if they're you? in a are darkened okay? room like, and you like open it, how are you doing? They're good. You yeah. Know? Like that's obviously not good. Well, they're good. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. no, take a minute to sit there and just be there and, even if they're not going to say anything, just let them know that you're there. Mm-hmm. And then if they do want to talk, if they do want to, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. just check in on them. Ask people. If you feel like texting someone, text them. Okay. If, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, just do it. I think this goes back to if you're going to ask somebody that is down and so I talk about emotional baseline, if their baseline of emotions is low mm-hmm. and you say, hey, is, let me know. you just let me know if there's anything that I can do for you. Are they ever going to say? I would never. No. But if no. you just now go bring them a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. What are they going to do? Going to be so happy and so grateful, and it's going to, you know, it's going to help. Yeah. So it's like just, yeah. If you feel like doing those things, do them. And That's if they tell you that they're lactose intolerant, then you could eat the ice cream. But the thought was there. Exactly. Right. And that makes a big difference. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Um, any other thoughts around that? Here's the part where you said, um, talk about how you're feeling. Okay. Keep fighting. Keep trying. Don't ever give up. Everything is going to be just. Come on. No, you take it. Fine. <laughs> Lots of eyes in there. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like I've kind of talked about <laughs> okay. all those things right? in circles a little bit. but Okay, so let's, let's, uh, let's go on to now you. Um, we still have a live video on, what is that called? Instagram? Yeah. How do I share it? Hit share. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, so we also asked for, and I'm so, I really appreciate you sharing that. I, I really do. Cause yeah. I think that those things are, I mean, I don't know. They just kind of think you nailed it. So from here, we did ask for some questions. Um, oh, people commenting nice things on Instagram, right? <laughs> so as a friend, they called you a love bug. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Very Wh- nice. Which is a, a reference to a sixties movie. Herbie the love bug for my brain, which is something you probably don't know about. (laughs) I was not alive in the (laughs) sixties. All right. I was alive for a month of the sixties, but there's anyway. Okay. Uh, all right. Do you have, or I have, I have, okay. You sent them to me. So we had some questions and we want to kind of talk about those a little bit. Um, boom. All right. So, uh, so, I mean, there's some that are like, you got a couple of them that said, you're really cute, or you look great. You're go- Here's one, you're gorgeous. So, what do you say to those? Thank you. Those are very nice. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody, they weren't saying that to me. But, but that's, that's expressing love and it is. everything we're saying. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Do you want to take this one? This one? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, what is something your parents did that helped you while growing up, especially in high school? It's a great question. It is. You guys did a lot of things, but I think... Like, the thing I just immediately thought of is I, not for all of high school, but for most of high school, I really, like, I considered you guys to be friends. Mm. And I just, like, you made it very clear that you had my best interest in mind and you wanted to be my friend, like, as a person and not just because I was your kid and you had yeah. to. Yeah. Um, I think that just makes a big difference. And, like, like, I would get home and I'd want to talk to you guys and I'd want to tell you about my day. And, I'd, and I think that was just, like... That made a big difference, but it wasn't like that from the beginning, I don't think. Yeah. Um, can I, can I, can we kind of go back and forth on this too? Yeah. Cause what I, I'm, and I, this is why I really love having you on the podcast, not just cause you're my daughter, but because I know that as a parent, you're, you're trying to maneuver this. Cause in, in the parent world, we always say, you know, if some other parent is that all they're trying to do is be their friend, they're not trying to be their parent. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like I, I actually really love the fact that for, to you, you viewed that as, man, you were there for me. You were being our friend. Yeah. But I think there is for but, sure a balance because yeah. it wasn't just, I mean, you were, but no, that was perfect. And cause yeah. I feel like we were trying to do, we were, we were trying to be there for you and we were trying right. to let you know, just you can come to us being. with anything. Yeah. And we really did like you and love you and did want to hang out with you and right. those sort of things. And I think just feeling that was, yeah. Yeah, just changed our relationships, I think. And but it didn't mean that I was going to put on, like, you know, I don't know, the sequin ge- jeans and then, like, spike my hair and want to talk about yeah, Justin no, Bieber like you, you did. Still, you were still a parent when yeah. you needed to be a parent. And I know that doesn't really help, but it's like you kind of have to. I think it's probably different with every yeah. kid. But no, this is like the this is from a, the parents listening to this. I just think that that's the. I really feel like they will identify with. You can be there, and you can be the parent, and your and your kid can feel like, man, my my parents are my friends, and it yeah. doesn't mean that you're this just extremely permissive, let anything go parent. Of so course, that's a, yeah, yeah. So there's a so nice there balance. Is, there is. It is possible to get that balance and obviously it wasn't perfect like there were still talking about mom 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Mom was amazing. I was trying to say, like, I mean, I nailed it, right? But there were, like, there were times where, not that our relationship wasn't good, but, like, it, you know. Yeah, there were still going to be struggles if maybe someone came home late, like, from curfew a few times and acted like they they were, like, curious why that even mattered, even though they were, like, all right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so there are ups and downs, but it's, like, just. And I know I probably yeah. put, this is that thing where I probably put too much stock in this, and we talked about this in the last episode, but I do, I personally, when it says, what did your parents do that helped you while growing up? I mean, I really did enjoy those times where I would just go lay on your floor. I know I yeah, say that all I the think, time. I, I just love that. You would do stuff like that, and even if I didn't want you there oh. necessarily, it's like <laughs> then once we got talking, it was good, and that's when I'd realize, this guy just wants to hang out with me, and he's yeah. my friend, and he's he genuinely cares, and I think it's, so it was like, it's those little things. Yeah. Or if you'd come play the piano with me. Or, I you know, know what I mean? that was fun because like I'm that. not yeah. good and you were good at the piano. No. That's where we'd always end up playing Heart and Soul. Yeah, but it's I like those that. little things where it's like we're doing normal things that friends would do. Yeah. But you're still my parent. Yeah. But you'll do those things with me. You know what I mean? So yeah. just. And a lot of times yeah, I was doing that to try to get you to make chocolate chip cookies for me. And sometimes I would do that. And sometimes you would forget to set aside some dough and put the dark chocolate chips in them. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly attacked? No, 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 not at all. Okay, uh, who's your favorite cousin? <laughs> you can't ask me something like that. No, I didn't. Your cousin did. Yeah, well, I'm... Okay. Uh, all right, the other one. I really... This is a great question. Has medication made a difference in your day-to-day life and any side effects? Like, that one... Because I know people are afraid of medication. Or there's a lot of stigma around medication. And I just had a Julie Lee on uh, on my podcast? Or I was on... Uh, yeah, on my podcast. And she talked about never even thinking about medication until she was in college. And now, you know, use it, it, medications really helped her. So, what's your yeah. experience been? I... I was pretty, like for it I think from the start just because I wanted I in my head it would be an immediate fix right. so I was like no, I'm okay I'm you know I can yeah. do that but that wasn't the case at all and it was like it was years of trial and error and like trying out medications really and dealing yeah. with you know side effects and or just not helping at all and whatever and stuff like that <clears throat> and so that was that was frustrating because I wanted that I wanted something to no help. I like how you say that though because yeah. I think a lot of people because the medication can take four to six weeks to even really start yeah. to feel and some of them are even longer than that and so it's like you just have to keep yeah. going with it and hoping that you know maybe it'll be good and then sometimes you get the negative side effects and you have to start all over and you know whatever but it's like I ended up finding something that's more it's so you more, took a couple of different yeah ones. no like, yeah. I tried a few and then it's like the one I've kind of stuck with is more like aimed towards anxiety but it helps a little bit with Depression. Depression too. And it's like, I don't think it, it hasn't cured me. It hasn't fixed, you know, yeah. anything like that. But I think it is the whole emotional baseline yeah. thing where I just bumps it up enough I to kind of do this stuff a little bit better yeah. that I then can, I have that slight consistency there that then yeah. I can, I, you know, I still have to do things in mindfulness and be productive right. and it's not easy still. And I still have bad days and all of that, but I do think it is worth it just for even that slight Anytime, any, I really am grateful that that question was asked and that you you answered that way because I think people do want the quick fix and I think that mm-hmm. people view an antidepressant almost as it's going to make them happy and but you know not it's not now it and I had a I still yeah. I had a client one of the first ones I ever spoke with about antidepressants talked about he just said his his uh, elevator didn't go all the way to the basement because he said in the basement there were not good things mm-hmm. so he's like if it just stopped in the lobby or the first yeah. floor then I could handle like, that that's great yeah and I really love that yeah so I think that's I mean and that's the the reality of it and And have you had side effects with this one no No. but with the with a few of them that i had tried yes yeah remember what any were i just know one was just i was sick all the time okay yeah yeah yeah. like nauseous kind of stuff or yeah yeah. and then one was like made me just more anxious oh right like just my heart would beat a lot faster and it was just you know just and i know some some are a little bit of weight gain so some people are a little Mm -hmm. bit worried about that yeah one i just no appetite ever oh right stuff like that so okay I don't know. That's good. All right. Yeah. Um, this is a good question, too. We'll go with Brooks. Okay. Uh, I love these. How's your, how's your dad's profession impacted your guys' relationship? And you don't have to say nice things just because I'm here and I drove you here. And I, yeah, mm-hmm. I might I give you money after the episode. I would not be mad about that. Okay. But <laughs> I think we kind of talked about this a little bit in the last one. But just, I think, I don't know, for our relationship personally, I think it's it's been nothing but good. Mm. And I don't know. I was like, I was thinking about this earlier, but it's just, I, I don't want to get emotional. Um, 
<laughs> she whispered. She she wants to get emotional. No, I don't want to. Okay. Um, I just think a lot about like, and not. I mean, you, yes, because of your profession, but also with mom. I don't want to disregard her in this, mm-hmm. but it's like I just I know for a fact that if I if I didn't have you guys as parents, like I would not still be here mm-hmm. and I would not be okay. And I, you know what I mean? There's somebody just so cut many onions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no. I just, I know that for a fact. And so I know, I just know a lot of that. Like I kind of owe to you having the profession that you mm-hmm. do because you just from the, you know, the day I came to you guys and said, Hey, I'm not feeling so great. Like this, just that day. It's like you understood me and you, you just heard me and you, you never questioned like what I was feeling or anything like that. And so I think that that has just like, that has helped me so much. And it's not like we sit down and have therapy sessions right. or anything. No, like matter of fact, you won't let me do that. Yeah. But it's just like, you, <laughs> just you having the knowledge that you have because of the profession no, that nice. you have has only benefited our relationship, I think. No, it's not. I mean, because I, I will say, because then even when I was trying to sell you on like mindfulness or uh-huh. a therapist or whatever, like that's not always been the easiest sell, right? No, I pushed it away. I didn't want to do any of right? it. Right. Because it was going to be like, no, 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 that wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Right? And I'm sitting and there, I just oh. Shut it down. And you're like, okay. well, I know this because I, you know, you've dealt with. All I did it these much more you know cleverly and, yeah. than that. Oh, tell me more, I would say. As, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. But yeah. So it's been no, so that's good. nice. Um, it's hard. It's hard to not do, honestly, it's kind of hard sometimes as the therapist dad to not just want to just scream like i know this will yeah. help you know but you've been good at that oh. that balance which i think we kind of said last time too but. that's very kind okay uh all right i have a good question here too mm-hmm. uh what are the dangers of not speaking to others of your mental illness or over glorifying it and honestly like this is awesome because i feel like the the you know, quote easy part of this one is what's the danger of not speaking up about it mm-hmm. i think it's just i mean for me personally it's just the whole thing where um, once I vocalized it and once I put it out there, I didn't have anything to hide. I didn't yeah, have this, like, right. I didn't feel like it was this dark secret I was keeping or anything like that. It was just, it was something in my life that I, I was dealing with. And it's just, I don't, I still just, even with all the stigma that there can be with mental illness, I don't think there's any harm in just no vocalizing it. Because again, it's that thing where people love you and they care about you. And if anything, it's just... It makes them love you more. It makes them want to. And let me okay. And if I can be like kind of bold, and and because mm-hmm. truthfully, if anybody is, if you if you do open up to somebody about it, and they say, yeah, I don't really believe in that, then all right, next. Yeah, there's I'm no, sorry, you like there's okay, that's just then ridiculous. That's then, not something. You yeah, go get a with. shot of empathy or something like that. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. that makes me so frustrated. Yeah. And then so and then when people don't talk about it or they don't speak about it or they don't even explore that is. You know, if they don't even talk about it, it, right, exactly. Then when you leave it in your own head, then that is what, and this is me just being, here's the, I'll pull the experience card or we can, we can pull up some nice evidence-based data. But when you just ruminate and ruminate over things in your own mind, your mind does not end that story with, oh, and I, and I'm, and it's perfectly normal and I'll live happily ever all, Uh, you know, happily ever (laughs) after. It was like, uh, but your brain goes to the, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I can't believe I'm still thinking this. I shouldn't be thinking this, all of those sort of things. And then it ends up, you, you just continue to ruminate, ruminate, and you start to have these dialogues inside of your head. And they're not, again, they're not the super positive kind. And so that's where if somebody doesn't open up about it, they don't talk about it at all, then I just worry that it's It's scary. Yeah. And it's going to kind of, it it could, it could get a little more intense. So just talk to somebody. Because even, I mean, not like. Even with as, like, vocal as I am with mine, all my stuff, it's like I still have those, I'll have those moments where I, my thoughts start to go. Oh, yeah. There and whatever. And so it's like if you're going to deal with that anyway, so it's like why not speak about it and throw it out there and, and do something about it? And I do think it's fair that sometimes I think people are afraid to talk about it because no, so they, well, and they, yeah. because they do feel like people are just going to tell them that don't worry about it. Just it's not a big deal. And if it is a big deal to them and they mm-hmm. are worrying about it. So I do think it is important to when you do talk to somebody about it, it, you you do get a little better about talking about it. And you can be the one to say, I just need to be heard. You know, I don't yeah. I don't want you yeah, to fix this. To I don't want you to like, you yeah, with yeah, it's like, that, I just yeah. need to, I just need to just let this go or I just right. need to talk this through. And, and I think that is one of the things that people are afraid of is because if mm-hmm. they do start talking about it and they're, you know, I, you know, I've got, 
maybe this is a good time to talk and I'll make this really quick, but even when a parent is trying their best, um, so let's say that this is, and I talk about this with a lot of the parenting podcasts I do, but if somebody comes up and says, Hey, I'm, I'm really feeling down. And then if their parent answers and says something like, um, man, you know, really, because we've had a great summer, you know, the parent is coming from a good place. The parent is trying yeah. to say, Hey champ, focus on the fact that we just went to right. Hawaii. But what the, what the kid hears is what they just hear. Like you, I can't believe you're not exactly like, you have all these great things. You're not you being grateful. Be exactly. You should. Like yes. When you're in those moments, you're already questioning that and you're already going, well, I, yeah. I why am I not happy? And we so, just got back yeah, from Hawaii. So why right? am I feeling these things? So it's like to just, yeah, again, I think when people say stuff like that, it is coming from a good place and it's trying to, but yeah, just like the phrasing of that doesn't yeah. help. And it just I, I had a I had an example lately that I, I loved. I loved this. It was that if the you know the person kind of said, "Hey, I'm struggling with these thoughts," and a parent might have said, "Well, well, you know, what have you been working on in therapy?" Very legitimate question, mm-hmm. right? And the person that is coming to their parent, very very legitimate expression. Mm-hmm. And so it's just that was uh, you know that's one of those situations where um, when the dialogue stops at that point. Then, then the person that was kind of putting out that emotional bid of here's what I'm going through assumes that parent is saying you're doing something wrong, yeah. right? When, when really all they were, all they were trying to do is say, all right, Hey, what can I help with? Or yeah. tell me what you've been learning. What, like, can I, can I back that up at all? Or mm-hmm. can I help you dial into one of these um, tools that you've been learning? Right. Right. And so that if that conversation doesn't continue, uh, then, then both people kind of go off thinking, Whoa, what happened there? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in the second part of this is what's the danger of over glorifying it? And this is a really tough subject because I will, here's where I have to put the disclaimer out of, you know, it's hard for anyone. No, you, no one can say that someone is over glorifying it. The only person right. that's going to know they're over glorifying it is the person. Mm-hmm. But, but, and maybe Mackie, and I'm sorry, I was like so excited to talk about this part and excited is maybe the wrong word, but because I, I, where I go with this question is I think sometimes when people don't necessarily try to seek help or when they, that sometimes it can become a bit more of their identity. And I, and I don't know if that becomes over glorifying it. So then it's almost yeah. like they don't want to let it go because if they let it go, you know, this is the thing, the, the bringing the mental illness out or the awareness around a mental illness becomes how they get They're just letting it define them. Yeah. And right. I think some, a lot of the time it can be like subconscious. Yeah. And I totally like, think it's not like people are over glorifying it in hopes that it will define them or anything like that. But I think you do have to kind of keep yourself in check because yeah, if it's, I don't know. You're giving it the power when mm-hmm. you over glorify it. And that's just, that's scary. It is. That's not, yeah, it is. And, and, scary. and again, I get it too. Like I get mm-hmm. that if somebody is, has been heard now because they finally have said, Hey, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, let's say that there was a, a miracle pill that then took it all away tomorrow. Sometimes the person, and I've talked to the, and this is why I wanted to, I love the question because I've talked to people who have literally said in sessions where they've said, you know, I'm almost afraid that if I was quote better, that then nobody would really care anymore. It's like, but then, then I feel like that almost goes back to the, you're so loved regardless. Yeah. Yeah. But I get that. That doesn't mean you're only loved if you're going through something. That means you are loved whether you are going through something or not in that moment. Yeah. So that's why I dig that question. I just feel like, um, man, if you are even aware or wondering or curious, if you might be identifying more, you know, as if that's, that is who I am, that's my stake in the ground. Mm -hmm. Another good reason to just go kind of talk talk it through with somebody. And and I almost want to say, because I don't want this to sound dramatic, but you know, it's, it's, it, it has brought you to the, where you're at now. It is, it has been part of your life and it has been Mm -hmm. a bit of what has defined you up to this moment. So you're always going to have it there. You know, it's it's going to be your, your pal, your friend, right? Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. Yeah. This is just where one thing you would always tell me is I would, I would say things like, I'm sad, oh. I'm depressed, I'm mad, I'm I remember this. whatever it was, and you would cut me off or get, not mad at me, but like, oh, I get so you'd mad. get mad. You no, know? I would not. I don't get mad. <laughs> I've never been mad. Um, and you would say, no, you're Mackie, and that you're would, feeling sad. That was a shout out to that Nate Christensen good. episode when we were driving to, remember the 10 yes. tools of depression? Yes, and you're like, because you started uh-huh. saying, I'm Mackie. Yes. So it's like, it's just in those moments when you're doing that and when you're kind of letting that define you just even as dumb as it might sound just sit there and go no i'm mackie and i'm feeling depressed that seriously is good and then you kind of break it down and you figure out why you're feeling the way that you're feeling and it makes a big difference like i kind of thought it was a joke at first i I was like that's not going to do anything but it does it does and when you separate that is it is a feeling it's not 
me. It's not who I am. Like that just helps. And it just builds up this positive, productive thing, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if I even talked about this on that episode when they, but there's a thing called narrative therapy, which really is, uh, it's, it's externalizing the problem. And so the problem, and sometimes when I'm dealing with addiction, for example, we'll talk about, you know, an addiction is this dark cloud that then comes over you when you're feeling down or depressed or it's coming up. And, and so you externalize the problem. And a lot of times you use alliteration. So depression, we could call it Dave or Debbie. I don't know. No offense to the Daves and Debbies (laughs) of the world, but it's like, you know, that would be the, no, I'm Mackie, but man, Debbie comes every time I get hungry or angry or lonely or tired or, you know, that sort of Uh thing. And so even sometimes when you externalize something, a problem like that, even a parent could check in and say, hey, you seen Debbie today? And you're like, man, she was knocking on my door. I sent her away. (laughs) Right. Right. But yeah, to just. But I mean, that's that. Yeah. It says how you view it, though. Really makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, All right. Two more questions. Number one. All right. Here's one. What's the topic? Um, it was mental illness and your post, right? Yes. Okay. No, the person who sent that, I love the person who sent that. Um, so a uh, huge shout out to person who sent that question. And, uh, um, but uh, yeah. Um, and then the last one, uh, I really like it. it was no questions, just excited. Thank With you. a little heart. I know. We were excited to do this episode, right? Yeah. So I don't even know. We might've gone an hour. We might've gone three hours. I really have no I idea. I not tell you. Yeah. But Mackie, thank you so much for coming on today. Of course. Um, any kind of follow up words of wisdom or advice? That's a lot of pressure. I know. I like I, I should go get them. Never give up. Go get them. You got it. Uh, Atta boy. Atta boy. Okay. Um, and remember, if you go leave a review or that sort of thing, we're talking. Uh, I have one of the stickers on my laptop, and magnet. I get a lot of comments about it. It's, do you really? I do. Oh, that's nice. So, do you have a magnet yet? Want one. No, I don't. You can put it right on your screen or on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's good. No. No. Um, right. But uh, and uh, you know, well, until we until we record again, Mac. I'm grateful for your vulnerability. I really am appreciate you coming on. I don't know if you get nervous about that or not. I was nervous today because I wanted to sound smart in front of you. Not frazzled. I did, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I love you tons. You got us a little teary-eyed here, right? It was the onions. It was the onions. <laughs> oh, that would be the title and name of the episode. It was the onions. All right, until next time, we'll see you again on the virtual couch. Do you hear that? Yeah, you just whistled on. Okay, ready? And... I used to not be able to whistle. (laughs) I feel like I've failed you as a father if you can't whistle. (laughs) I can now. Oxbus.